हेलो एवरीवन वेलकम टू द एम्पावर योर माइंड फॉर सक्सेस पॉडकास्ट अ पॉडकास्ट फॉर एनीवन हु वांट्स टू बिल्ड एन एंटरप्रेन्योरल माइंडसेट टुडे वी हैव अ स्पेशल गेस्ट ऑल द वे फ्रॉम मेलबर्न ऑस्ट्रेलिया हर नेम इज क्रिस्टीन स्टो शी इज एन ऑथर स्पीकर एंड अ माइंडसेट ट्रांसफॉर्मेशन कोच एंड शी शेयर्स हर जर्नी of how she had to reinvent herself again and again no matter what life threw at her so hey we have a very special guest today on this podcast christine stow from melbourne australia and it is uh, my honor to have her on this podcast and i want to quickly introduce her uh, before we get started um so christine is an author speaker and an entrepreneur and she is the winner of the international stevie women in business award you know life was going well for christine working in forensic science to moving into national technical advisor in medical sales she's triple turnover flying all around the world until she found something wrong with her daughter she had to reinvent herself since then she has completed her mba stood in a federal and state elections elected to council set up a special school a cafe for people with disabilities and set up support groups in domestic violence victims from carer to counselor she's a master of reinvention now she's empowering women to ignite their passion overcome challenges to live the life of their dreams so with that christine welcome to this podcast Thank you and thank you for having me here and every time I hear that I think who is that person wow Yeah it's it's a very fascinating uh journey that you have had and and you know just so that my audience knows you you have a very unique profile Christine you worked in the corporate world um and for circumstances uh unforeseen you you know you wanted to stay around your daughter because of her disability we'll talk a little bit about that but then you you stood f- for elections uh you got elected in the government uh, and then uh, you have written a book since then and now you're empowering women all around so you know corporate employee government employee to full time entrepreneur what a journey yeah it it is a journey yes and and i look back i i think who was who was that woman um but i was just thinking the other day that i you know i'd gone from lab tech in forensic science to getting into medical sales and and that was my dream that you know I had the dream I had husband two children and the white picket fence I don't know if you say that over there yeah. everything was going well and then to find out there was something wrong with my second daughter she was diagnosed with Schwartz-Jampel syndrome um we didn't know what it was I thought I felt like aliens had landed on my roof mm. and once she was diagnosed I felt like I was on a merry-go-round that I couldn't get off I was you know doctors 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 so um it was it was very trying um but I picked myself up and reinvented myself yeah and that that obviously shows a lot of courage and and uh, uh you know an ability to overcome and persevere uh Christine that is very uh, admirable just so that our audience knows you know know understand this this disability what what is what has happened to your daughter what can she do cannot she do and how long has she had this so it's a genetic condition she was born with it so it's what shambles syndrome it means she's got stiff muscles so when i brought her home from 
the hospital, it was hard to dress, so it was hard to move her limbs. And I thought that she just didn't want to play, but it was, you know, hard to, whereas my, I've got two daughters and my first daughter, you know, was, you know, just lift her arms or whatever. And, and so it was different. And then at three months of age, we have, we have regular checkups here. I don't know if you do in the US. And the, the child and maternal health nurse said, she's not meeting her milestones or don't know what it is, but you'll have to go and see a, a pediatrician. So yeah, then I was spun out onto this merry-go-round. Yeah, and and uh, you know you have been you have been um, you know you have been you have changed your entire lifestyle now to be around your second daughter because she needs twenty four by seven support, and you have been doing this for how long now, Christine, with your daughter? Um, well, she's been. Well, I guess my, my ex left ten years ago, so I've been a single parent carer for ten years. Before that, we, we swapped back and forth. I mean, I was, you know, we we're both working in corporate trajectories, high powered. I had childcare organized. I was going back to work. And then, you know, when we found out it wasn't going to quite be that way, I couldn't go back to work as, you know, the normal sort of thing, the mother stops work. And so I was working around how I lost my identity because if, you know, for all the entrepreneurs, all the corporate women that listen to your podcast, you'll understand when I say you lose your identity. You know, you're on this corporate treadmill and, you know, who are you? Well, I'm National Technical Advisor. I advise anaesthetists and nurses. And then finding out, you know, couldn't go back to work. So who am I? Not only that, but when I was going to hospital appointments and things, the doctors don't even address you by name. It's, you know, what do you think, mum? Mm. You know, what do you, mum? Not, I, I became invisible. Mm. So, I so I, I decided, I decided that there had to be a way. And so I got back into um, part-time work. I got some work at, at the hospital. Then I became Northern Region Disability Coordinator. And from there, some people asked me to stand in the state election. I thought, what? <laughs> no, no, what a silly idea. And then something dramatic happened with, you know, Imogen being um, the way she is. And I went, that's it. I'm standing. That's it. Mm. So, yeah, I stood in the state election and we, we were talking about a new way to support people with disabilities and carers. So I ran, you know, forums and workshops and got people on board and we ran a campaign, Every Care Accounts campaign, and we developed what is the precursor to what is now National Disability Insurance Scheme here in Australia. Wow, fascinating. And, uh, you know, that is very impressive. And, and I want to talk a little bit more about your daughter's name, which is very pretty. But before I get there, uh, Imogen, you, uh, sorry, uh, Christian, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you lost your identity, right? And and I wanted to connect the dots for our audience because in the Science of Inspiration Summit that I did a couple of weeks ago, we had a speaker um, and he, his topic was employee mindset and entrepreneurial mindset. And he said the exact same words. He worked in the corporate world for 25 years and he was a very high flying executive just like you. And when he moved on because he realized that's not, any more fulfilling his job was not fulfilling for him anymore you know he, he switched on to entrepreneurship and he lost his identity yep. 
who was he? He was a VP of XYZ company, but now he had to reinvent himself. And you said the exact same thing. And that's what entrepreneurship is all about, I guess, right? It's, 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 it's not you, your title, it's the value that you provide to people. Yes. That's how you got, get to know who you are. And I think that's exactly what you did, which is commendable, by the way. Uh, so, you know, congratulations for that. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't even understand the, 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 I can't even imagine, I should say, uh, the, uh, the, the mindset discussion that you might be having between your, between yourself and your mind of how to move from corporate to a government employee, which is very different, right? It's not the same pay scale. Uh, it's a different culture. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that. What was the culture like between corporate world and the government uh, thing for you? Well, I guess when I was working, I was elected to government. So I was, so it's not like I was a government employee. Yeah, I was yeah. actually making the decisions for a billion dollar organization. So I was at the, at the table. So when I ran the camp, when I was part of the campaign for the state election and disability, what I noticed was, you know, we, I wrote letters to MPs and, and protested in the streets. I didn't, get to the point of tying myself to light poles or anything like that. But, but we, you know, we ran these campaigns and it didn't make a difference until, until I was sitting at the table. And once I got to be sitting at the table on council, I was able to get the special school, the special school established and a cafe for people with disabilities to run. So you have an influence and people, so it, it's kind of similar to corporate, similar to corporate in some ways, although corporate, you know, it's making things happen. They're, you know, out there, they've got KPIs. The government thing, there was one day when we were sitting around the table and I said, you know, I want to get more people with disabilities into employment. And the government employees, bless their little hearts, said, let's form another committee. And I went, no, no, <laughs> let's, we've already got, this is a committee. We don't need a committee to form a committee. So the government mentality is different mm -hmm. it is very different when I was studying for my MBA we had to pull together a project and we had government employees and we had engineers around the table and it was the engineers that got it done the government employees that kind of just messed around yeah I hear you I hear you and, and <laughs> totally different mindset and you know from corporate to to entrepreneur when you when I was in corporate there's like a small cohort of people that are in that that line of work. So everybody knows everyone is like, you know, I want to talk to Anish. He knows, you know, he's the he's the scientific guy. Whereas when you're an entrepreneur, it's like, what do you do? What are you gonna do for me? <laughs> exactly. I hear you. Um, so Christine, um, you know, um, I see, uh, uh, the, the book that you have written behind you, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you on zoom, so I can see you, my, I, my audience cannot, uh, but, uh, the title of your book is not just Imogen's mother. And, um, I think it reflects a little bit about your identity crisis that you had as well, but, uh, your daughter's name is Imogen, uh, which I never heard before. It's a beautiful name. Tell our audience, what does that name mean? So it means angelic in Welsh. So it's a Welsh name. We were pondering what to call her. My first daughter is named Auraria and she was named after my, my grandmother, my paternal grandmother. And when it came to Imogen, we'd run out of grandmothers. So, so we're looking for a name and yeah, so it means angelic, which is, which is actually perfect 
because she is angelic. She I mean, is. she's she's now 20 and she's only 32 kilos. Mm. So that's tiny. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what is your book about? Uh, not just Imogen's mother. What does it what does it have in it? And so it's about it's about my journey. And I guess it's about my identity crisis. I hadn't thought about that before. But when we were uh, thinking about the title, you know, we would um, not just Imogen's mother and every time it comes up, it's perfect because I had this, you know, where, oh, you're just Imogen's mother or you're just that carer and, you know, like you don't count. But since, uh, you know, becoming her mother, I've completed my Masters of Business Administration, wrote this book, stood in a state and federal election against the opposition leader of Australia. That's like standing against Joe Biden. So I've, you know, I've done more than just be, be Imogen's mother, but on the other hand, I wouldn't be doing, I wouldn't be on this journey if not for her. I was on a corporate trajectory. I had the, the dream life, but I say also that she made me stop and smell the roses. She made me stop and live a different life. And the people that I've met on that journey, I mean, I've got involved in politics. So all my friends are in politics and well, yeah, most of my friends. And the reason that I got involved in politics is because I was, I, I heard that saying, you are the, the average of the five people you hang around with. Mm -hmm. And I thought, nah, that doesn't have any impact. Surely not. But hey, I'll just find some people that are making things happen. So some friends of mine were in the political party. They invited me to join. And I thought, well, you know, I want to be where people are making it happen. Surely if they're in politics, you know, they're, they're kind of running the country, aren't they? They must be busy. And sure enough, they were busy. And and not just, you know, you are the average of being, you know, the five people being busy. I got elected to council. I got elected to local government. So when I launched my book and, and I looked around and I, you know, making my speech and I looked at the crowd and I went, they're all politicians. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. And I've been elected. It works. <laughs> so one of the things that I would say, if you want to get somewhere, if you want to be a successful entrepreneur then find people who are being successful, find people who are doing what you want to do. Maybe hang out more with you and ish, you know, <laughs> but it, it's true, you know? And I thought, why is that? Why is it that, you are the average of, so if you want to be a millionaire, you know, hang around with millionaires. And it's because you're hanging around with this group of people and you're speaking the language. Like before I got elected to council, I, I had no idea how to stand in the election. That was what other people did. Mm -hmm. But when you're in that group, that's what they're talking about on weekends. They're talking about campaigning. They're talking about putting your nomination in. They're talking about fundraising they're talking about changing the world so that's the, the language that they're the things they're talking about whereas before if I was you know hanging around with people that sitting around weren't doing much they were, they were thinking about where their next pension check was going to come from yeah. and how the government was holding it back from them yeah. so it's it's different mindset and yeah find people who are doing what you want to do because you'll get there even if you just hang around and just soak it up. <laughs> I uh, thank you so much for using those words, uh, Christine, because I use those identical words on my podcast, pretty much every other podcast, reminding entrepreneurs that 
you have to be around people like you want to become like right you you have to change your environment you know you you have to think like them to think like them you have to be around them and you made the exact identical point so which is great uh you know um you have uh, which which obviously reaffirms the point uh that you know entrepreneurship is so much about receiving help from others as well and and thinking like them i am so, I, I, jo- uh, I, jo- i joined the party and i thought what am i going to do i've got two children a single mother one's disabled what am I, how am i going to manage this mm-hmm. so then they had a meeting a little meeting on a saturday morning took the two kids there imagine in the wheelchair she threw up all over the mp's carpet <laughs> but this is you know they they welcomed me and then the next thing after the meeting one of the um, organizers said oh by the way mitch wanted to talk to you i said who's mitch mm-hmm. oh he's only the opposition spokesperson for disability in the whole country i was like oh really <laughs> so those are sorts of things the interactions that you can have that's a yeah. that's a great point i i, I think uh, you know i i think a lot of people have a fear of uh, you know doing something that is that is outside their comfort zone right people get so used to the mediocrity of life living a five day two day lifestyle whether they're busy they, they love it not love it is not the point but we get so caught up that we don't realize that there are other opportunities out there and 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 i think uh, you know christian you're such a perfect living example of not getting victimized by your situation you were a high flying executive traveling the world climbing the corporate ladder at a great speed and and god put a situation in front of you uh and and you 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 grabbed the situation with both your hands and and converted into something that you are today where you are helping other women through your entrepreneurship venture and before that through your government uh, election as a counselor so i think you're a living example so talk to us about uh, you know what what fear did you have or what fear did you manage to to get to where you are today i'm sure it was not easy when you learned about this diagnosis a few years ago so the first thought was that's the end of my life i i was there with another mother you know i've got young children early in a parenting journey and that's the end of my house this house that going to work how am i going to do something or how am i going to do you know, get back into work and then it, the the journey slowly unfolded um so and i i remember thinking to myself there's got to be a way there's got to be a way i have skills and abilities and i think i think women are different to men period <laughs> but i think that most of the if if there's women listening to this they probably relate to women try and juggle everything they try and do you know a lot of things so try and be a mother and have the career and i think that we need to cut ourselves a break um the other thing is that we have things of we have something of value so i thought well i've you know i've got skills i've studied at university and i felt that that was a bit wasted but i thought there must be a way to use it so i tried to get back into corporate i tried to get back into a job but being being a carer that was standing in the you know the blind spot of employers if you like oh you know it'd be really good but you won't be available 24/7 to just fly off to another country 
you know, as you, as you do. So I thought there has to be a way. How could I do that? How could I work around my daughter's care? And early on, when I was elected to council, we didn't have, I didn't have the support. I didn't have national disability insurance scheme. So I thought, what if I get elected? How am I going to do that? I went, I'm just going to step up and do what it takes. And that's what I did. So I, I thought I'll use all the support that I possibly can, everything that I can bring together and just do what it takes. So my, my thought process was, well, that's what I think I can do. There's got to be a way. How do I do that? I'll tell you a little story. I was, after my ex left, I was seeing a counsellor to see that I was okay, you know, wasn't kind of going off the rails. I, I think I was doing all right. And after a while, I felt, okay, you know, I can handle this being a single parent carer because I was always really scared of being alone, not being able to care for Imogen. And so after a while, I said to her, well, you know, I feel really good now. I'd like to get back into work. I think I'd like to get a job because I knew that working or getting an income being engaged in the community would be good for me. And it is because when you get out, you know, when you're in a workplace or as an entrepreneur, when you're with people, it's good for you. So I said to her, I think I'd like to get into work. And she said, you can't work. You're a carer. That's why you get a carer's pension. I went, okay, thank you. I walked out of there and I said to myself, I'm going to find somebody who believes that I can not somebody that believes that I can't. And that's when I got a coach and a mentor. So again, change the game, change the game. Somebody that supports you to get there. So you might think that you're getting there and somebody that believes in you know, coaches, mentors, business coaches, business entrepreneurs, they, Believe that you can and will find you a way to get there rather than playing small and saying, this is your place in life. This is where you are. And I, I, I'm still in touch with that, that woman. And, you know, we often, you know, laugh about where I was in and that conversation. If it wasn't for that conversation, I guess I should thank the counsellor. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have found the, the coach. But don't play small. Find someone that believes in you to get you there. Great. Uh, wow. Great points, uh, Christine. And you made two points that I, I would like to again bring up. You said when you were in that situation, you know, you, you felt, my, oh my God, my life has just come to an end. And you said there has to be a better way. See, you thought there has to be a better way. You did not think, oh my God, I'm done and, you know, got into a depressing depression mode. You, you thought positively and that is what spiraled into where you are today. So, you know, thinking thoughts become things and, and it's very, very important, right? I want to make that point. And second thing that you said, Christine, you seeked for help from a mentor, from a coach, and you seeked for help from a position of power. You didn't, you didn't seek out help because it, it was a, it was an indication of your weakness. You said, no, you can do it. You need help to make it happen. And you seeked out help because you felt that you were in a position of power to make it happen. And I think I, I want to make sure that our audience understands this, right? Seeking for help is very important. It, it's not coming from a weak position. It is coming from a strength position. To find help means you realize you there is something that you need to improve upon. 
realize that realization is a strength uh, uh, in people, Christine. Right? What What do you think about this? Absolutely. I mean, I could have stayed with the counselling. Oh no, okay, I'll just stay home on the pension. But that wasn't good. That's not good for you. That you know, what's good for you is is self actualization. And yeah, so and and I was just thinking while you were talking. You know, it's not weakness. It's actually more more strength because it takes a bigger person. And the thing is, you can't look back at yourself at your own blind spots. You, you know, I, I did a live last night on exactly this that, and I was thinking over the last six months, I've got myself, I've paid for a one-on-one -on -one coach. And I thought, I was just thinking, what's been the difference over the last six months? And then I went, that's a one-on-one -on -one coach. Before that, I was doing courses and courses you know, in between the, the life coach that I had, but it changed the game when I got a one-on-one -on -one coach. It's changed the energy. It's changed my income. It's changed where I'm going. So, yeah, so look at where you want to get to. Like I was looking, it was like looking out a window and thinking, that's, I want to go over there. So what roadmap would I need? And how would I, who would I need to take me there? Because you can look out, you can sit there and look out the window and, and kind of dream, but you can get there faster if you get someone to help you yeah exactly you can actually get there and it's also so it's about finding that someone you know to push you if you like but it's also about having the roadmap and having that that dream that that's where you want to go that you can and believe me you know i've been elected to council stood in a federal election who would have thought a carer a woman who's a carer looking after her daughter 24 7 could stand in a federal election, get elected to count. I mean, doesn't that blow your mind when I think about it? How did I do that? But it was about believing first that I could and finding a way. And the other thing is I would say that I didn't, I didn't originally believe that all things are possible. Mm. So I took little steps. Oh, okay, getting into work, you know, that might be possible. Did that. Standing in the council election, Oh, that might be possible. Did that. So take little steps first. If you, if, you know, like getting to the end point, it might be too big, but take little steps first, at least. The first step is, is believing that you can, thinking that you can. Second step is finding someone to, to map out the journey with you. Absolutely. Uh, amazing story, uh, Christine. I mean, your, your story uh, is so powerful. Um, you know, it, it's like every person, every, it doesn't matter man or woman, everybody should hear your story. Uh, so tell us how people can find you, right? I mean, how can people buy your book, not just Imogen's mother? I will I will leave a, a, the title and, uh, and possibly a link to buy the book in my podcast description. But tell us how people can buy your book first and how can they find you? So they can find me. I've got a website www.christinestow.com.au or they can find me on Facebook. I'm very active on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn and I'll drop the link so that people can purchase my book. I'll drop it over to you. Um, so yeah, you can purchase it online. Don't go to Amazon. <laughs> I'll give you the link. Um, and I, I would love people to have my book. I want people to be inspired. I want people to take action, be inspired you know, map, think about what you can achieve and don't look out there and think 
that's not me, that's not possible. I thought that about standing in the fed, uh, state election, found people to be with and then took action and got there. So whatever you think it is, I mean, you know, in the 60s, do you think people would have thought we could put a man on the moon? Somebody had a dream and we did. So if that's possible, then it's possible for you to, to become a, sex, a successful entrepreneur. It's possible for you to achieve six, seven, eight figure income. It, but find somebody to help you get there. You know, like a, a tennis coach, you know, tennis players don't get onto the court without a coach. You know, and I think they have like a lot of coaches. So I'm just thinking maybe I need a few more coaches. Yeah, amazing, Christine. I, I use the tennis coach example all the time. I, I, I play tennis. I'm very fond of tennis. It's one of my passions. So I use that tennis example all the time. And you said the same thing. It's amazing. It's amazing. The other thing that you mentioned um, that I want to bring to people's attention is you said speed. Speed is very important in entrepreneurship. And you can never achieve speed if you are doing it all by yourself because you will bump yourself into roadblocks and fall down more often unless you have a coach who's guiding you around those landmines around those hurdles on the way a person who has been there done that who can lend you a helping hand who can push you make you believe in yourself find someone like you said christine right find someone who believes in you more than you believe in yourself well you have you have to believe in yourself first but i think you can't see your own blind spots yeah. you can't you can't yeah you know so um, but again, I'm proof that, you know, I paid a one-on-one -on -one coach and now I'm achieving those goals. It's, it's, uh, it's fascinating. Um, you know, you, you have an amazing story, a very inspiring story. You know, I was talking to, um, someone earlier today, uh, and, uh, he's a very, very popular guy in, in the U S from a self-development perspective. And, uh, you know, I was talking to him about the Science of Inspiration Summit, Christine, and, and, you know, he said, Anish, you know, it's a very interesting, the Science of Inspiration, very good theme topic. You know, you need to interview more and more people who are, who are inspiring. And I was thinking, you know, it's a very good idea. And I'm interviewing you, Christine, who can be more inspiring than you? Oh, I mean, think about it, right? I mean, and I'm not trying to flatter you. I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, uh, you know, boost you up. You don't need that. I mean, you have gone through it, been there, done that, seen everything possible. I mean, you could have got down in your room and, and been on your knees and asking God, why, why me? I but did you that. Didn't do that. You didn't I do did that. that. <laughs> you said, I did, I did do that for a while. <laughs> of course, we all go through that ups and downs, right? But you took charge. You took charge. I mean, it's, it's a, I, I'm really, I'm feeling so excited, uh, Christine, because your story is that powerful. And when you're around inspirational people, you know, it, it's con contagious. You feel inspired too. I mean, you're sitting in Australia and I'm sitting in US here right now, but I can feel that energy. I can feel that uh, in your story, in you and, and, and in your purpose. So, so now let's talk a little bit about, you know, you, you now want to empower women. Um, right. That is what you, so what do you do now? I mean, are you a life coach, a business coach? How do you, how do you describe yourself today? I describe myself as a mindset transformationalist. So women in corporate who have encountered roadblocks, challenges, maybe it's not, you know, disability, um, illness, or maybe it's just that you're not happy in corporate and you don't know what the next steps are. So I've trained in, um, processes, um, mindset processes, 
and some of the successes that I've had with women and men, actually more recently with men, have been amazing. Gone from, you know, um, having doing the processes with men who are feeling down, not achieving success, to getting their, you know, throwing their shoulders back, from giving away their services to free to charging thousands of dollars. Again, it's the mindset. You know, if any, if I can say anything about about where I went from, you know, finding out there's something wrong with my daughter, it was all about my mindset. It was all about thinking there is a different way. I can do that. It is possible. So that's what I've, I'm working with women and men. I've had quite a few minutes. <laughs> just a revelation. Um, so it's changing the way you look at things. And through very simple processes, I can get change your thinking so i'm offering a free consultation if you know you're you're feeling down don't know how to take the next steps i can open that up for you so that you can step on the pathway so i'm offering a free mindset transformation experience and i'd love to you know take take people through that i could even do it with you sometime Anish, so that you know what it's like and and experience the outcomes from that and People in the US, for sure. I mean, you know, I'm in Australia. I get up in the middle of the night to talk to you guys as well. I've got, I've been known to get up at one o'clock in the morning to get on podcasts. Wow. And this link that you are referring to, Christine, is available on your website, christinestow.com. The, the link to... This one-on-one -on -one consultation, the free consultation service? Um, that's available on my Facebook page. On your Facebook page. On my okay. Facebook and Instagram page. Okay. Um, so my, my website is a generic website at the moment, but if they go to my Facebook page, Christine Stowe, and yeah, on an Instagram as well, the links are there. Okay, awesome, great. And, uh, you know, we'll try to post those links as well, if not in the podcast, but when I publish this podcast on Facebook and LinkedIn, we can refer it there as well. And I'll tag you, uh, Christine, so that you could uh, take it from there as well. But, but this is um, this is great. Um, so tell me, uh, you know, you have you your journey has been amazing, inspiring. Uh, you know, I I am in awe, uh, and I I can't even imagine what I would have done if I was in your shoe. I, I often think, you know, when I interview people who have gone through tough times, and, and you know, coincidentally, Christine, I've only interviewed women so far. I, I I don't know why that has happened, but it's only women so far. And you are the first international speaker on my uh, podcast. So that is also great. Um, but tell me this, right? I mean, or tell our audience, what, what are your three learnings? If you have to pick three learnings that you would want to, you know, impart to people that you should never forget these three things, what would they be? The first one is it's always possible. Mm -hmm. If you can dream, you can achieve. You know, if you can think it, you can, you can do it. You can make it real. So no matter how, difficult you think your position is or how challenging it's always possible there will be a way um and the, the second thing is find somebody to help you get there <laughs> find somebody who believes in you find somebody that believes you can not believes that you can't because that that's half the battle believing that you can and if those people around you don't believe that you can then you're not going to get there, but there is a way. So find people, find someone to support you. So mentor, coach, whatever that is. And the third thing is find the group of people. And it's like a school of fish. 
Find the group of people who are doing that thing and find ways to get into it. You might look at those people and think, oh, they're millionaires. You know, it might be might be too expensive to attend their meetings or workshops, but find ways to spend more time with them. One of the first things that I started doing was going online on YouTube, Google, and listening to podcasts. Back then it was CDs. I would listen to, and Chris Howard was amazingly changed the way I thought about things. So, you know, spending time, so it's not just about being physically with those people, it's finding ways to, to get more into their, their mindset. And it's all about mindset. That would be the biggest takeaway. It's all about mindset. So when you talk about the science of being an entrepreneur, it's all about mindset. You know, get out of your employee mindset, get out of your corporate mindset. And one of the biggest learnings, and I've seen it in others as well, is I've been in corporate, I know all this. Throw that away. <laughs> Throw that away. It's a new world. And it, what applies in corporate is helpful, but you need to throw that away. You can always learn, always learning. You know, if you, if you take the position of I know everything, it just annoys people and you're not going to get there. But if you, I believe that you can learn something new every day. That is so true. An amazing, amazing points. You know, believe in yourself. Don't do it alone. And the third thing is your environment. Surround yourself with great people. Uh, and, and you mentioned a very good point that, you know, brought a smile to my face, you know, throw what you have learned in corporate world out, especially in the entrepreneurial world. And by the way, you're the second person who's saying those, using those exact same words. And I, it's a part of my story because I thought the same thing, Christine, right? I mean, I went through business after business after business and after fifth business and I'm like, I know so much. I, I'm I'm very smart. I, I'm, I climbed the corporate very fast as compared to my peers. I work for great companies. Why am I not being able to replicate my, my employee success in my entrepreneurial ventures? And because it doesn't work. Mindset is everything. Mindset is everything. Yeah. I mean, imagine if it was, if my mindset said that I'm just a carer. Imagine if my mindset said that I can't stand in elections imagine if my mindset said that I can't work but you know I wouldn't be here talking to you I'd probably still be in bed with the curlers and the <laughs> yeah yeah mindset is everything so and you know corporate's great they do a great job we love them too but we need to put on a different hat a different hat you know yeah <laughs> <different> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Christine was just wearing different hats uh, I, 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 uh, on, on her head uh, while making that point. I can see her on Zoom. You cannot, but, uh, you know, that's why I had a chuckle on my... Uh, uh, so, Christine, um, amazing stuff. Um, is there anything that you'd like to add that I've not asked you? Anything that comes to your mind? No, I think that the biggest thing is it's about mindset. Find someone who says that you can, not someone that says that you can't. I think that we've we've traversed a lot of topics and yeah it's about mindset 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 um you can do it it's possible anything's possible if you believe it you can achieve it there you go uh, amazing closing remarks christine fascinating um you know you have been an inspiration to this audience to me uh, I'm going to ensure, uh, you know, my, my friends, uh, you know, women, men both listen to this podcast uh, specifically uh, so that they, they can find your book, they can find you, 
they can find someone that they can you know confide in a little bit and and share some of the stories seek some inspiration from you thank you so much for being vulnerable with us today christian i know it's not easy i i i made you think things that were a long time ago uh but it's all part of your journey and story so we appreciate it um so there you go you heard it on the empower your mind for success podcast and i hope you found this inspiring i hope you you see positive things in life and and i hope you found value in this podcast and if you did pay it forward share this podcast with someone you believe will benefit from listening to this podcast subscribe to this podcast leave a review so that i can bring many more inspirational men and women on this podcast keep listening remember you have unlimited potential own it until next time take care